Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On the Fantasy Focused YouTube channel, it must be Wednesday. It must be a Bob and Buck, a Buck and Bob day. Buck, what's going on, buddy? Bobo, doing real good today. Feeling it. No work. Tomorrow, Friday, Monday. Got two golf rounds lined up. A lot of sports to watch. Everything is beautiful right now. And three football games tomorrow, Bob. I know. Three. Yeah. It's funny how like Thanksgiving Day games we normally don't care for. I mean, um, Thursday games. But when it's Thanksgiving, it's almost like we feel like, all right, I'll forget all the noise. It's Thanksgiving. We need a lot of football. We got three games. It's all canceled out. Typically, Thursday games have been ugly over the last few weeks. But you know what? We're going to give it a pass. We're going to be around family and that we're going to like it. I think the biggest part about it is it gives you a reprieve from anything that might be going on family wise. You know, any commotion in the kitchen area, no matter what, you can go to that couch, go to that recliner and escape it all. Maybe it's only going to be for 15 to 20 minute intervals, but there's always an escape. You could, and then, well, you know, once, once the ladies get chatting, then it's just boys time, beers time, couch time, NFL games all day long. It couldn't be any better. I can't wait. It's, uh, it's funny, Scott you, Scott Eminger just jumped on. Scott won. By the way, everybody, this Sunday we did a promo with FanDuel to give away a jersey, and Scott won. And, Scott, we, we got you. We got. I need your jersey you want, the size that you need. We're going to send it to you, man. Congratulations. We're doing it this weekend, folks. Listen, if you're listening to on the podcast side, if you are a part of the YouTube channel right now and you watch this later, we are doing a promotion. We are partnering with FanDuel. Every Sunday live, we're going to be giving away a jersey this Sunday of your choice. All you got to do is become a super chatter or Venmo us on the TCK pod app, your username for FanDuel, and we will get you set up for the FanDuel challenge. We'll challenge Buck, myself, Ryan, Jordan, and 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 uh, Sky, the other guy. I uh, forget his name. I don't even do podcasts with him anymore. I forget his name. But anyway, basically... That's it, guys. For this Sunday, we're going to do run this contest. Last week, Scott won. So, Scott, congratulations. The guy got a jersey. He basically had to face seven, eight people because no one jumped in the first time. Let's change that. Get involved. All you got to do is become a Super Chatter on Sunday live show, and we'll get you hooked up to be in the contest to win a jersey of your choice, people. Come on. You can donate like a dollar, and you can get into a chance to win a jersey. It's a no-brainer, folks. Let's get into it. First, first off, make sure you are following us across the board on our Instagrams, on our Twitters, all that stuff, all that good things. But we also are partnered with the Believe Podcast Network, and all our podcasts are brought to you by AG. And we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we're going to jump into our Thursday night uh, Thursday night and Turkey Day previews right after this. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron, and his teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app. And sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, 
right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, guys, let's get into it. Our Thursday night previews are, of course, brought to you by our Sunday Live Start Sit Show. Make sure you're joining us every Sunday live in good sports. As a reminder, we have partnered with Good Sports, a charity organization that donates equipment to underprivileged communities to provide kids with equipment to play sports. So make sure you're donating, joining us. 10% of all the donations go to them. They have served over 27,000 kids and 500,000 kids in the United States. So it's a great cause. Another incentive. Not only can you win a jersey, you donate to, to me and Buck. Just keep us talking our asses off for the next year. And then you get 10% gets donated to a good cause. It's a triple threat. Win-win. All right, Buck, let's get into these games. Let's talk a little bit about these Thursday night football games. So first off, first game might be a little ugly. Bears, Lions, 41 and a half over under. The only thing I can say is good news, they'll be indoors, in a nice dome. Maybe that will help some of these offenses. Bears are minus three and a half. Of course, the biggest news is the quarterback situation. Justin Fields looks to be out. Andy Dalton is in. Listen, Andy Dalton, you can say what you want about the guy. At least he's a serviceable backup enough. I mean, it did enough in the game late um, to put them in position to win. Of course, they lost the game late, but at the same time, Dalton did just enough. But no Justin Fields. The defensive line for the Bears is just destroyed. I mean, no Khalil Mack. Akeem Hicks is out. Danny Trevathan, linebacker, is out. So that could be good news for DeAndre Swift in this game. Um, Some opening up for him. Allen Robinson looks doubtful for this game. Mooney looks to be in. Damian Williams is also out. On the flip side of the things, Lions, Jared Goff is the big one. He is questionable. I mean, the Tim Boyle expect. Oh, Boyle does not rule because it was not great. Uh, Basically, all I can tell you is that hopefully Jared Goff plays. It sounds like he is looking to play in this game. That's probably good news for players like TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. But the Lions are also beat up on the line. No Trey Flowers. Deshaun Hand is out. They're missing some guys on the offensive line, too. Um, And their slot cornerback, A.J. Parker, is out, which is a little notable because Darnell Mooney plays about 50-50 last week. He played about half his snaps in the slot. Could be a slight boost. No plus, no Allen Robinson. So let's get your quick thoughts. Before we dive into who we're starting and sitting for the Bears and Lions, Buck, give us your two cents about this game. Thank goodness it's 1230. And thank goodness I'm, I got a lot of cooking to do between the hours of 12 and 2 p.m. So hopefully I come in at halftime. Things look good. I'm actually extremely disappointed in Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions in that David Blau is not starting this game. David Blau, for those who don't know, he's listed as their second string quarterback. Yet it's O'Doyle, O'Boyle, whatever the hell, Boyle, Timmy Boyle. Tim Boyle coming in there and David Blau, not even getting a shot. David Blau delivers heaters on Thanksgiving day. It's what he does. It's like clockwork. David Blau won me so much money back in my college football gambling days when he's playing for the Purdue Boilermakers. It kills my heart that he's not playing as for the disruption though, on that defensive line and the linebacking core there for the bears. I think it's actually going to be a pretty decent game. I think there should be points scored. Who's going to score those points? I don't know. Bears have been effective shutting down the tight ends. We're going to cover that later. I I just don't really have a feel on this game. And quite frankly, Bob, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I would say this. I know this is really – I think Darnell Mooney is the one guy that I'm actually – starting in that flex range, and I'm actually excited to kind of play this week. 
Um, last two weeks, he's actually produced. Allen Robinson's banged up. You know, the Detroit Lions secondary is nothing to be scared about. But the other thing about Darnell Moon, I understand that Justin Fields is a, you know, he, he's more electric with his legs. He throws a nice deep ball. But when it comes down to it, you know, Andy Dalton's going to get the ball out and he's going to get it to his playmakers. And Darnell Moon, he's probably going to get a, light, a slight boost in PPR. Maybe he'll catch a little more passes. We saw it in last game that he did get a couple catches. So I like him as a wide receiver three. The running backs in this game to me are slam dunks. I think Dar David Montgomery, I think this is his come out game. I think I this so. is when he blows up. I, I think this is the game because he looks good um, on his touches. And then Swift has been, um, I think Swift is the weirdest RB1 in history. No one wants, everyone talks about him like he should be a flex play. And every week he just comes out and gets like, he almost got 30 touches in multiple games in a row. So Swift's in, David Montgomery's in. Bears DST, any thoughts about the Bears? I think they're kind of a slam dunk this week, but what's your thoughts on the Bears? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine starting the Bears this week. Like I said, if it was David Blau, I would stay away with a 10-foot pole type of thing. Mm. Uh, but with uh, Tim Boyle, really really not fearing much there. Yeah, and hopefully Goff does play, at least, you know, hopefully. But anyway, the other one thing I will say is that one guy I'm going to be watching, deeper name to monitor, is Josh Reynolds. He does come. He's Last week he led the team in routes, but it was a disaster. It was his first game in Detroit, but he has that chemistry from L.A. with uh, with golf. So maybe there's something there down the stretch. This team is always behind, always throwing a lot. So maybe maybe that connection happens a little bit because they're dying for playmakers and he could be a wide receiver four in a deeper format. Thing is, though, game flow-wise, I don't see it. it. This is Detroit on Thanksgiving. I don't think this is going to be one team putting up 30 points. I think this is going to hover around 22 24 points being the maximum here. It's going to yeah. be ugly no matter yeah. what. No, I'm not playing Josh Reynolds this week. What I was saying is like a yeah. stash. Name a the stash, monitor. Watch, yeah. his, watch to see how he looks because he did lead the team in routes. So hopefully that comes up. All right, that's enough. We talked enough Lions and Bears. So we basically got that figured out. Now let's jump down to the Raiders and Cowboys. Um, it's a 51 and a half over under, which could be fun. Um, Cowboys are minus seven and a half favorites at home in this game. Couple key injuries. The Raiders are actually pretty healthy. I know. Over the last few weeks, they lost Henry Ruggs, of course, to that situation. But as a team as a whole, they're pretty healthy. Cowboys, Amari Cooper's out with COVID. CeeDee Lamb is questionable with the concussion. It sounds like he's trending in the right direction, but that's nice. going to be up to game time. Blake Jarwin being out on IR has really helped boost Dalton Schultz usage over the last few weeks. Um, they do have some returns on the Cowboys side. They are getting Tyron Smith, their left tackle back. Demarcus mm -hmm. Lawrence, one of their best defensive lines, should be back. Uh, the lineman back as two should be back as well. Um, but this game is interesting. I think this is going to be a fun game. Um, I think if CD Lamb plays, we have a better shot as a, at a shootout. I just think that Dak without CD Lamb and Amari Cooper, we saw last week against Kansas City, did not look good. Um, so I think it's really hinging on CD Lamb being able to win those matchups on the outside for this offense. But any two cents about this game before we dive into the start sits for this position? I mean, I think it's clear that. If I have a player that has been performing at a top 30 level here for either team, I'm playing them. I like the matchup on both ends uh, with the Cowboys. I'm actually, I'll talk about a receiver here in a little bit that I'm higher than most on for good reason. And a lot of that has to do with CeeDee Lamb being banged up and Amari Cooper being out. So Gallup is a guy that, I mean, I guess I'll spoil it. I mean, he's he's a guy that I'm I'm playing this week if I have him. I think this is a big slot week for him, and not that he's playing in the slot, but you slot him in there, and, and nice. you make sure people know. Um, yeah, I think it's an easy-peasy one here. I mean, you're going to have to make a decision with guys like Josh Jacobs. We'll get to him later. 
Uh, but besides that, I'm playing the guys I have, Renfro included. All right. So, jo- so Derek Carr, are you going to play Derek Carr this week? Yes. Okay. So you're thinking it's uh, going to be a shootout. You like that 51 and a half yep. over under? Okay. So Josh in, Renfro in for you, Darren Waller in. Any of these defenses, they're both out. They're both out. Both yep. out. Okay. Dak Prescott, if CeeDee Lamb is out, are you still playing Dak? Yes. Dalton Schultz, Gallup, if CeeDee Lamb is out, it, it's tough because Cedric Wilson just can't hang on to the damn football. I don't understand it. it but he's he's a playmaker, so – you know what? I, I'm fine. I'm fine starting Dak. Okay. And what about so Zeke? We know is in probably in your lineups. What about Tony Pollard? Any interest in Tony Pollard this week? He's a good flex option this week, in my opinion. Okay. CD Lamb, of course, if he's in, you're playing him. If CD Lamb yeah. is out or in, is Gallup in your lineups either way? Are you playing Gallup this week? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're in a spot where you have to, you have to go upside. I think the point totals there. So because of that. Visa V, I'm going to go with a guy like Gallup. I think there's upside there. Remember, it's easy to forget because he's only played in three games this year. Easy to forget. Finished with 1,100 plus yards two years ago. Finished with nearly 900 last year. He can play. I mean, six touchdowns, five touchdowns. He's also a threat down there. This is a guy who can play. He's just been riddled by problems this year. And, you know, it's not his fault. So he's healthy now. If he gets a chance to shine, I don't think he turns it down. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you have Gallup on your team and you can't play him when CeeDee Lamb and Cooper are out, then why do you have Gallup on your team? So well, Even if Lamb yeah. is playing, Bob, yeah. I'm still like, he's a little shaky. He's probably going to be on a limited touch volume or limited um, route volume. So Gallup is a guy that I'm high on. I will start him if I have the option to flex. 66% of the points to wide receivers against the Raiders over the last five weeks have been on the outside. So that's good news for Gallup who plays on the perimeter. Sure so I do like that. Dalton Schultz, in my opinion, I think he's locked and loaded. I love the – as soon as one of those guys is out, Cooper, Gallup, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Schultz just kind of slips right in, play, gives you that nice, beautiful five for 50, and we're good to go. And I think against the Raiders, no one's scared off by the Raiders' defense. I guess against tight end. So I'm in on Dalton Schultz. Are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hard in. Hard in. All right. I like it. All right. So we can jump down to the next game. Bill Saints, your Bills. Uh, and on the road against the Saints, 45 over under, which is that's pretty low. I mean, the Bills' offense has been a little, you know, a little concerning, but hey, we're we're gonna have confidence. Bills, my, Bills minus six on the road, they're feeling it. I mean, the the Saints' offense just loaded with injuries. But let's dive into it. Injuries for the Bills. There's a couple guys on COVID that I'm actually interested to see if they get cleared in time for Spencer Brown, right tackle, uh, Star Latulale, one of their defensive tackles. Listen. They didn't have Justin Zimmer, they didn't have Edmonds, and they didn't have Starla Tule, and J- Jonathan Taylor ate, ate them alive. Uh, good news, Edmonds should be back this week, but Zimmer will not be, and neither will Star. I mean, the Starla Tule, he's on COVID. I don't know if he'll be back, but still, not having two of your primary defensive linemen is not going to be good for this team. Could help whoever the starting running back is, of course, because Cal- Alvin Kamara out for this game. Mark Ingram is questionable. Probably what happened game. to Ingram, though? Like, his it just knee. came out of nowhere yesterday. Yeah, it's his knee injury. Um, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to so play. Um, you know, he's not going to pass up. He was partial. He was a limited practice today, so I think he'll be in. Uh, but I scooped up Tony Jones in a couple leagues just in case to see what happens because if both those guys are out, they use their running backs a bunch. So I think that Tony Jones will probably be a low flex play, even against Buffalo. 
you could beat Buffalo on the ground. They're really tough against receivers. I just have to think they're going to use their running backs to try to beat Buffalo. It's the only way you can do it. Um, totally Adam good. Troutman is out this week. That's just another weapon that's going to be done for the Saints. Um, you know, Jaywan Johnson is not someone I'm going to play this week, but just keep an eye on him because he is an athletic former wide receiver converted. Now with Adam Troutman out, maybe someone named to monitor in a good matchup later in the year. But the Saints defensive line, man, when you talk when you talk about the injuries to these guys, Marcus Davenport looking out, um, they're missing three other defensive linemen as well on top of Davenport, which is their depth is shot. So that's going to be good news for the Bills. Um, the run game is a mess. You know, Breda, Zach, Zach Moss, and all that hoopla. We're done with that. But um, they're also going to be missing right tackle Ryan Ramchek. The good news is they might get back to Ron Armstead, who was questionable. He did practice today. That's going to be a big boost if they get their left tackle back. Um, and also C.J. Garner-Johnson, the slot cornerback. The Saints are a slot funnel defense. That could be a slight boost for Cole Beasley, who has taken a back seat over the last couple of games because of the rib, because of Dawson Knox. We'll get your thoughts on that in a second. But anything before we dive into individual players from a game perspective, you looking for a bounce back for the Bills, or do you think the Saints can keep it close at home? I think Saints keep it close. Um, despite all those injuries you rattled off there, this Bills team – they're looking like imposters. So it's all about finding yourself, right? It's something we all had to go through in our middle, middle high school years. You got to figure out who you are. If you're really a contender, if, if yeah. you, you know, if you can oh, yeah. talk to Sally and uh, maybe ask her the prom, you know, I mean, oh. it's tough. Sally said no, but that's okay. Bills don't back. have a prom <laughs> date, my <laughs> friend. Bills do not have a prom date as that's it back. currently stands. Um, so it's a big game. I'm extremely nervous. Uh, my dad is extremely nervous. My mom is not feeling great about it. You know, us bills fans, we don't love watching the bills in prime time. At least I don't, my family doesn't because it's nerve wracking. I don't, you know, I want us to be a little secret, but it's no secret when you're shitting the bed in two out of three of the last weeks. Um, everyone knows it. Everybody smells it. And, I'm just nervous. I mean, I feel like with the injuries to the Saints, it, it reeks of a big Josh Allen game. But Josh Allen has to rein it in. Um, I agree on Cole Beasley. Should be a good week. That's about it, man. I don't know what to make of the running back situation. There's an interesting question here, Dried Ocean. Is it is it a bias blinding him? He is a Bills fan. Breda or Pollard? Question for tomorrow's game. Yeah, I mean, listen, Breda is – so this is the thing. It is a legit three-headed monster. It really is. Like, Breda had five carries, three for Moss and Singletary. But Singletary and Moss ran more routes than Breda. So, like, it is an absolute three-way-headed monster. Can't my figure only, it out. Yeah, I just – my only thing is this. I know the Saints are extremely banged up on the off-defensive line. Um, but there's still not a, a matchup you target for running backs. I know that it does help that they have injuries, but – schematically they still have been decent against the run i just think matt breda is someone that i don't mind if you have deeper benches if you have somebody you've been floating in and out all year you don't know where to stash somebody i think breda i want to see if he takes the next step because he went from nothing to now and carries in a game where they've been behind now they're favored in this game i'm interested to see if he can get you close to 10 carries if they start because he looks better he just looks more explosive than moss and singletary so i think he's worth a stash but i am not starting either of these guys this week yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between the two of them, I'd go with Pollard. Okay. Well, that's it, folks. That's all of the game, Thursday night games. That, you know, Thanksgiving is going to be fun all day. Bucks at 1230. I got to get up at 930 to watch the Bears and Lions. 
So oh, yeah. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Boo-hoo. <laughs> so, oh yeah, whatever. I get up at seven for you. All right. I don't want to hear it. All right. Everybody, I'm up <laughs> early. It doesn't even matter. I don't care because I love you guys. You so gotta much. readjust your internal clock there, Bub. It's been adjusted. Are you kidding me? I'm I had today I had off. I got up at 7 a.m. anyway. Like my body's just like, hey, it's time to and I wake up, I just say, Welcome to Sunday Live. I just say that on a freaking rogue Wednesday. All right. That's how crazy it's embedded in my brain. But that's all our game previews for Thursday. Once again, brought to you by our Sunday Live Start Sit Show. Make sure you're joining us every Sunday live, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And all the donations from the Super Chatter. Become a Super Chatter on YouTube. Donate to the TCK Pod Venmo. Get into our Sunday contest to win a jersey, folks. We're giving away a jersey of your choice this Sunday live. So make sure you're joining us on the Sunday show. Or just DM us your username at TCK Pod Venmo. Throw a dollar to whatever you can for the show. We'll get you the link to the contest. You'll be in. And finally, 10% of all donations go to good sports. All right, so let's get into why we're really here. Um, and, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about our positional start sits. And our positional start sits are brought to you by Carafactor. And before we dive into these uh, these positional start sits, we're going to do a quick commercial break for our new spokes, uh, new sponsor, Carafactor, right after Hey, TCK this. Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger-looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mycarafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, Buck, you know what to do. Kick us off. Let's talk a little bit about a QB, how we're doing it today. We basically say we make up imaginary line. I throw it on a spreadsheet and tell Buck, anybody over, you fade, anybody under. Can't tell you the rhyme or reason. I'm a crazy person. Buck just goes along with it. I don't know why. Until he stops me, we're going to keep doing it. Buck, give us a fade this week. A highly owned player you're going to fade at the QB position. Fading Joey Burrow. Two straight clunkers against better defenses than the one he faces in the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Joe Burrow scared me a little bit, Bob. That's that. That's it. <laughs> oh, listen, and I like that. I like that. I like my guy is actually. I'm gonna. I have to cheat a little bit. And I apologize. It's it's a contingent contingency. First, it's Dak Prescott if Ceedee Lamb is out. I just don't listen. The Raiders have been average against quarterbacks this year, uh, middle of the pack. But they're really tough against receivers. Then they kind of fall. They're you know you could probably beat them more on the ground with Zeke Elliott than you could beat them through the air. But the thing about their secondary. They have some good guys like Casey Hayward, but they're also oddly really tough against slot guys. So if you're looking at Cedric Wilson, for example, as a flyer, I don't like it because the Raiders have been tough against slot receivers all year. Then you're relying on Dalton Schultz. And I don't think that um, Dak Prescott is um, going to completely shit the bed. But if you're looking at 250, maybe two versus the Raiders without CeeDee Lamb, 
I just think that there's better options, which we'll talk about in just a second, that you can actually scoop up on waivers right now that give you a lot more upside. If CD Lamb is in, I feel more confident in Dak as a low QB1. That's why I'm going to shift my guy to Russell Wilson. I I know that he's got this matchup against the Washington football team, um, and everyone's all excited because the Washington football team has been terrible all year. But when you start diving into the last five weeks, they're slowly getting better. You know, so we've seen the Washington football team. They shut down Teddy Bridgewater. He did not perform. Tom Brady only had 17 points against them. Last week, Cam Newton went off, did very well. But he had 46 rushing yards and a touchdown, so he beat him on the ground. Russell has not been as willing to run the football. And and Cam Newton only threw for 189 yards passing. So, yes, Cam Newton did have a good fantasy day, but he did it with his legs. Um, And I just feel that if you take that element out, they have been much better against passers the last few weeks. So, I think Russell Wilson traveling on the road on the East Coast to play the Washington football team against their slowly improving that have the talent, really. Um, I think that that I would be hesitant to start Russell Wilson because of how he's played recently. But that's basically our QB's fades. Now that I have – I need to find a guys that we can potentially buy. Maybe guys that are on the waiver wire still. Maybe somebody you scooped up a buck. Who's a QB you're buying this week for fantasy? Kirk Cousins for the third time on this very show. Kirk Cousins. Bob, what do you think his, his clip has been over the last five games? Like what QB he is? Yeah, what QB? Eight. He's seven. Ooh. And he, he's averaging over 275 yards a game on those five games, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. You know what I like, Bob? I like clean quarterback play. You know what I also like? Justin Jefferson. That's one of the things in this world that I really appreciate dearly. Um, he's got a good matchup here against San Francisco. Sure, he's on the road. Kirk loves being indoors. He's an indoor cat. <laughs> he <laughs> he's is. not an outdoor yeah. cat. Him and yeah. Jared Goff, those guys. Yeah. Indoor but cats. Kirk Cousins, he's just been so solid. And the Vikings are a confounding football team. I can't figure them out. Nobody can. And Why it's been it? like this for a long time. Yeah. But he's just damn good, dude. Kirk Cousins is the most undervalued quarterback in the league. I'm opting for him this week over Joe Burrow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, too. Like, listen, the Jimmy G and those guys are playing well. That 49ers-Minnesota game could be fun um, with how good that – Yeah, that, that game could be a sneaky shootout, folks. My guy is actually someone that I know you agree with me, too, is actually Cam Newton. Um, oh, yeah. And Cam Newton is on the rise. He's playing the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins have all this talent – um, in the secondary, they they look like they're improving. And then, like, they constantly, it's like a yo-yo effect. Joe Flacco, Joe Cool, I mean, listen, Joe Cool is elite. And he looked elite. He had, like, 278 yards and two touchdowns. And, hey, for some reason, they just can't put it together consistently, even with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, yada, yada. But Cam Newton, the thing I like about him, of course, it's a rushing quarterback thing. He 40, I just brought this up, 46 yards and a touchdown last week. He had a rushing touchdown, though, two weeks prior they were supposed to split reps with him and Philip Walker. Well, that did not go. Cam Newton got all the reps. And that just shows me that it's his job now. He's in it. They trust him. They're buying into it. But you could make an argument that Cam Newton hasn't had this type of talent around him for a very long time. DJ Moore is probably his best receiver. I know he played with him back in 2018, but DJ Moore was a rookie then. So now he's got to develop DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson is number two. He's also got Christian McCaffrey, who when watching him run routes – it blows my mind how good he is. He looks insane out there, and it's, it's crazy how good Christian McCaffrey is. But also, Matt Rule's offenses at Baylor, he had a quarterback called Charlie Brewer, 
And he had 18 rushing touchdowns his final two years at quarterback playing at Baylor, which I like because it means Matt Rule knows that he knows to value rushing quarterbacks. So I like the idea of Cam Newton in this system because it is a different system than it was in Carolina prior to this. Um, in 2020, I know we don't love Cam. He finishes the QB 17. Like, as bad as Cam Newton was, he threw for 2,600 yards and eight touchdowns. But he finishes the QB 17 because he runs the football. So if you're able to scoop up Cam Newton, I think you start him. I'm actually starting him over Dak this week in one league. Did I need to get a win? I need that upside. So I'm leaning Dak, um, Cam over Dak in my my game. Even if CeeDee Lamb plays, I'm going in on Dak against Miami. All right, I so want to those- thank you for reminding me about Chuck Brumman, as I used to call him back in the okay. days at Baylor. Chucky Brewmeister. I love it. So, Buck, we're going to jump down to the running back position. Give us your running back that you're fading that's heavily owned on most rosters. So I was wrong. Live show last week. I was actually endorsing Josh Jacobs. I might have even done it on this show, too. He's he, he's completely – it's finally sealed, Bob. He's touchdown dependent. Point blank, period. I am ready to admit that I've been wrong on him a lot more than I've been right. And he's facing the sixth best rush defense in the league this week. Josh Jacobs is out. And and I have a hard time, but I have to start him in a dynasty league. It is a standard league, so not missing out on much if he gets in the end zone. But, man, it's a labor of love, and it's also a labor of hatred. Yeah. And it's funny, I had the same thing happen to me earlier this year with Tyler Boyd. It's been a rough one. I love Tyler Boyd. And then I write an article about him last week, and then he has like a decent game. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? F you, Tyler. Like, I was your biggest proponent, and you just let me down. I, I just, so I feel you. I feel your pain. You talk about Josh right there. It makes me run me, me and Tyler. You were we a Boyd. You I were was. a Boyd. Like, you I was know, a T Swift fan, Swifties. Yeah. You were a Boyd. I was. And he let me down. The old Bengals offense has just been Jamar Chase all day. Speaking of them, Let's talk about Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's right. I'm so bitter. I'm taking it out of his friends now. When you cross me, I go for your family and your friends. That's right, folks. <laughs> this is a dark show. All right, so this Joe Mixon. Way dark. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Watch yourselves, you kids. Uh, Joe Mixon, last this. <laughs> Let's talk about playing the Pittsburgh Don't threaten Steelers. the kids, Bob. Not the kids. I oh, know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anybody 18 and older, you're going down. Yeah, I don't know. This is forget it. I'm losing my shit. Anyway, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I'll talk about Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are one of the defenses. Listen, we know TJ Watt. We'll figure out what's going on with that situation. Joe Hayden and Micah Fitzpatrick, they did look vulnerable last week um, against the Chargers. But I think from my perspective with the Steelers, there's still a very good run defense with Casey Hayward in the middle. And Joe Mixon his last three games against the Steelers. 17 carries on average, 17 carries, 77 yards, no touchdowns. I mean, that's fine. But at the same time, that doesn't get done for fantasy. He's had five receptions for five yards in those three games. So, like, he has been well under 10 points in half point and full point PPR the last three times he's gone out and faced him. He does not find the end zone. The Steelers are great defense against the run. Joe Mixon is not used enough in the passing game to compensate for a really, really tough run game matchup. So, I think – and Big Ben in this whole thing last week was great. The high scoring of February. Most of their games, and, of course, these NFC North games always get ugly. 21-17, 21-17, you know, all that crap, and 17-14 stuff. So I think that in this matchup, I'm just fading Joe Mixon because I know that in historically against the Steelers, he's really struggled. So, Buck, those are our, our running back fades. You know how we do. Give us some buys. Some guys, maybe potentially guys we can start over these players or maybe some guys maybe cost cheaper uh, in DFS. Give us your thoughts. 
It'll certainly be cheaper. I'm going to go Devonta Freeman here. 16 carries last week. Double-digit carries in three consecutive weeks now. So this is a guy who's getting the action. And I like guys that are getting the action. He hasn't looked half bad either. I like the matchup here facing the 20th ranked rush defense in the league. I think it's a plus matchup for him and the Ravens at large. Devonta Freeman's my guy. Yeah, that makes me interested. Like, what happened last week? So it went 16 carries for 49 yards and 10 carries for 32 for Lat Murray. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Lamar's back. Okay. My guy I'm actually going to talk really quick about is J.D. McKissick. I I don't know how I feel about the Antonio Gibson resurgence uh, because of the fact that, you know, J.D. is still being involved, but he's had two slower games now. Last week, they played the Carolina Panthers. And when you look at my data for, for receiving running backs, the Carolina Panthers are by far the toughest matchup for pass-catching running backs. Well, do a 180, and that's the matchup he has this week. Um, literally, it's the best matchup for pass-catching running backs, Washington football team against Seattle. Seattle has been completely crushed in the pass game by running backs. James Conner, five receptions, 37 yards. Packers running backs, six receptions for 123 yards. Through the air. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde had six receptions for 40 yards. So I just think that JD is going to have much more success catching the ball. If you're in a PPR format, he's much he's a guy that a lot of people don't need to rely on week in and week out. And I think if you're in a PPR, even a half point PPR format, I think that he could actually get it done for you this week. So I like JD McKissick as a flex play this week. All right, but before we dive into the receivers. And tight ends and some of our streamers. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Talk about another one of our sponsors. Bombanana Hot Sauce. Be right back after this. Want to introduce you to our newest sponsor. Bombanana Hot Sauce. They're a brand new banana based hot sauce. Founded by four University of Michigan grads. Shouts out to the Wolverines. Their sauce is an absolute must have at any draft or watch party. Put it on nachos, pizza, wings, or literally any dip. And you will never be forced to eat boring party food. Again, I promise, the sweet heat and the chili banana combo provides a truly delicious restaurant-quality flavor. They currently offer two flavors, the original with the white label and the spicier Mui Mui that comes in the red label. I'm more of a mild guy, but if you like the spice, the Mui Mui is what you want. Be super excited to officially be part of the Bomba Nation. Hashtag Bomba Nation. We hope that you'll join us there. Head over to the website, www seekthespice.com use the discount code tck at checkout to get 10 percent off of your order once again bomb banana hot sauce banana based not banana flavored hot sauce seekthespice.com promo code tck all right buck let's get into a wide receiver we're talking fades give us your wide receiver that's heavily owned that you're fading this week for week 12 fading chase claypool here bob so chase claypool i mean number one since he Top 10 defense against wide receivers. And then you also had the factor that how many, without looking, which I'm sure in your brain you already have this. When you look at Chase Claypool, what do you see? Do you see a red zone target? Yes or no? You would think so. Big body. You throw fades to him all the time. You would think so. Yeah. He has nine this season. Nine. Mm -hmm. There's a reason he's got one touchdown. For whatever reason, Najee Harris being the main one there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's not happening. So Chase Claypool is a fade for me this week. I just don't believe in it. 
And like you said, that entire game, I looked to be a scrappy, heaping mess. I Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. The Steelers, the North, NFC North, AFC North games, man, they always always good to fade for offensively. I All need right, a shower wife, after them. Yeah. Oh, forget about it. I need a shower after this podcast. Just I always my, do. Uh, yeah, you dirty you know boy. I mean? I you foul boy. Fuck, listen. First of all, we first we attack the children. Now we're talking about how dirty we are. This podcast is going to be flagged very shortly. So let's. Oh, absolutely not. Ab- absolutely not. They love. There have been you zero two. children threatened or harmed <laughs> in the production of this show. I should have a. I should put that as, a, as the ticker at the bottom. Anyway, yeah. back to our fades. My fade of this week is Adam Thielen. Um, I know you're feeling Kirk Cousins, and that's great. And I think they'll figure out ways to manufacture points for Kirk. Um, one of the things about the San Francisco 49ers is that. They've had a lot of moving parts on defense, a lot of injuries, but they're slowly getting healthy. They're slowly getting uh, stronger against perimeter receivers. They're, over the last five weeks, they've allowed the seventh fewest points to per outside wide receivers. Now, because of Justin Jefferson, I just don't think there's going to be enough of a pie for Jefferson and Thielen to eat in this game. So I just think that Jefferson is the one I lean on. I say he's probably close to a wide receiver too. I think Adam Thielen is a 3-4 in this game because of the tougher matchup. Look at some of the guys over the last few weeks. I know Marvin Jones hasn't been great all year, but 452, pretty much all in garbage time. Van Jefferson, the the de facto number one with uh, Robert Woods out two weeks ago, three for 54. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf have to go all the way back to that Seattle game. The last time they faced two dominant receivers, you know, Metcalf did enough for him. He got a touchdown, but Lockett four for 24. So it's there isn't enough for two premier wide receivers to dominate. So I'm, in those kind of situations, I typically lean Jefferson. It might even be closer to a 60-40 coin flip. I mean, because Thielen gets his sometimes, too, and Jefferson takes the seat. But I'm going to bet on talent, bet on youth this one. I'm going to go Jefferson. So that's why I'm fading Adam Thielen. But now I'm having the issue of having Adam Thielen on my team, Buck. So give me a lower-owned wide receiver that could potentially scoop up or play off my bench to replace one of these wide receivers. I'm going with Mike Gallup this week. We talked about it earlier. No need to really shine on it much more than we did previously. But Mike Gallup, with the absence of Amari Cooper, that leaves a wide open space for him on the outside there. And I I think it'll be a good high-scoring game. So I want a piece of that. And Gallup, don't sleep on him. He's been hurt. He's been trying to get back. Mike Gallup is my guy this week. Okay. I'm jumping down to my guy, and my guy is Brandon Ayuk. And Brandon Ayuk has been a slow-moving storm, and now we're finally in the middle of it. Like, he is – it took us a long time, but I've been talking on the player trend show. It started with his usage. He got back on the field. The production wasn't there. Now, Jimmy G's healthy. The offense is flowing. George Kittle's back. And the passing game is starting to gel. The other thing that's unique about Brandon Ayuk's situation is that they're using Debo Samuel as a de facto running back. He's getting a lot of carries, which is opening up more targets for Brandon Ayuk, who last week – led the team in routes and targets. And Brandon Ayuk still produced with Debo and Kittle getting a touchdown and producing for themselves. I think that's a great sign moving forward. But the matchup this week against Minnesota, no team has allowed more points to wide receivers over the last five weeks than Minnesota. Patrick Peterson is back, but he is not used to shadow wide receivers at all with Minnesota. He's been stationed on one side, and these receivers move all over the place. Um, And they manufacture touches for them, so I'm going to ride the hot hand with Brandon Ayuk. All right, so those are our ins and outs for the wide receiver position, Buck. Let's jump down to the tight end. Give me a tight end that you're willing to fade that is heavily owned on rosters right now. It's the same one you have. Oh. I couldn't get creative. I'm sorry. No, I know. It's TJ Hawkinson. 
Yeah. Like when I when I look at that list of where that break point was, Bob, the only one that jumps out is TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. So I'll let you elaborate on that. Well, for me, when it comes down to Hawkinson, though, there's like four matchups for tight ends in my metric that I use that are really bad. Denver, New England, Buffalo, and Chicago. Those are the four toughest matchups for tight ends. And actually, believe it or not, Arizona is really tough too. But those are the four key ones that I, I think that are I try to fade most often. And with Hawkinson's situation, I understand that the, um, you know, Jared Goff might be back. That's a slight boost. But I just feel that this, there's a couple of tight ends this week specifically who are, I'm, I'm going to talk about one. You're going to talk about one that are less owned that I think I would rather start. Guys like Gerald Everett are creeping into the back of my mind that I'd rather start over TJ Hawkinson. So let's get into the guys that I'm more confident. I think TJ Hawkinson, if you're desperate, I just see, I see a four, for a 35 game incoming, you know, right now. And I just don't think the upside's there. So let's talk about some of our tight end buys, Buck. Give us a tight end you're buying for this week. I don't know if this should make you happy or a bit sad, Bob, mm. but maybe happy. Evan Engram. Yeah. Well. The ghost from the past. So I don't know how you're going to feel about that. But the Eagles, they've allowed the most yards, the most catches, the most touchdowns against the tight end position for this year. Purely matchup base for me. Evan Ingram's my guy. Yeah, and he led the team in routes last week too. So I, I hear you on that one. It and that makes a lot of sense. My guy, I'm gonna is is Pat Firemuth. This is more of a PSA. Eric Ebron is done for the year. He is on IR. It is time to forget about what you thought about Pat Firemuth. It is go time. It is tight end one season for Pat Firemuth. Pretty much the rest of the way out. Eric Ebron being out is huge. Juju is not coming back. James Washington is not proven to be a solid number three in production. It goes to Pat Firemuth. So the key for Pat Firemuth is simple. Two games without Eric Ebron this season, nine receptions, 87 yards, three touchdowns. He becomes immediately, we just talked about Chase Claypool, right? How he's not getting the red zone looks. Well, guess who does? It's Najee Harris and Pat Firemuth when he's down there in the games that he was out there. Also, he was second on the team in targets in those two games with 12. On, and then the third on routes. Um, the other thing that's key about him, he's he, early on in the season, he was running about you know 60% of the routes that Deontay Johnson was running because he's splitting time with Eric Ebron. That jumps to 75% when he is out there without Eric Ebron. So Pat Firemuth, get him in your lineups. I actually got him off waivers in one league in a shallow 10-team league. If you're able to scoop him up and start him this week, absolutely. So, Buck, those are our positional start sits. Buck, I know you got to go. I'll handle some streamers for you, but tell the people what you need. All right, we got one question. Sorry, go ahead. Because it's my guy, Scotty, Bill's Army Buck Mafia, I'll stay on for this, and then I got to run. You know, we got to see old friends that we haven't seen for two years at this point. Uh, <clears throat> should he drop Hawkinson for Fryermuth? I figured it was a very valid question, very timely question here from Scotty. I'll leave that one to you, Bob. I want to hear it. Yeah, let me just check because uh, I actually did rest of season rankings um, for uh, for tight ends recently. I actually just did all this stuff. I'm thinking about this Friday or Saturday. I'm dropping an episode for everybody, all rest of season schedules. So let me just pull up what I got here. Um, so Pittsburgh, it's middle of the pack. Detroit. Bobby Spreadsheets, the man yeah. of myth. So – Rest of season, Detroit has the toughest rest of season schedule for tight ends. Uh, Pittsburgh's middle of the pack. So, yes, I am going to drop TJ Hawkinson for Firemuth. But I would say this. 
you might not need to do that. You might be able to play some matchup, mix and match with these two guys, see how it looks with Jared Goff back. I would, you might have another player to drop, but in a vacuum, I'm going with Pat Firemuth. I'm because if I need to win now, I'm playing Firemuth this week, and then season long, I feel that Pat Firemuth is just going to be in better spots. So I think in the offense, I'm going to take Firemuth. So yes, I'd be willing to do this. Um, but I will try to keep Hawkinson, maybe drop that wide receiver five or six you have or running back five you have on your roster first. All right, Bob. Well, thank you, as always. I know you can handle some of these streamers and a couple of these questions for the people here. You're wow. very apt to do that. Thanks. And I okay. love our listeners, and I hope everybody out there has a great Thanksgiving. Be safe Thanks, out Bob. there, everybody. Enjoy All right, time. Bob, take it easy, man. Bye. That is the Buck 59 coming in live. Uh, Buck, thanks. Appreciate you as always. Let's talk about some streamers. Um, let's, what I'm going to do is tight end, QB, defense, and kickers because I'm a psychopath. I like talking about kickers, and you guys really, that's why you guys are really here. And then finally, we'll close out with some questions. So, first off, if you're looking at deep dive, if you're completely scrapping, um, this is not people you're going to start over. TJ Hawkinson. These are like if you don't have any options and you're streaming all the time. First of all, number one, PSA, check your waiver wires for Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas has been dropped everywhere. He's being designated return off IR. Check your waiver wires for Logan Thomas. But here's two names. The first one's Ryan Griffin. The second one's Farrell Brown. They're both playing each other in the same game. And I want to put this out there. So Ryan Griffin is playing against Houston this week. Houston is one of the best matchups against for tight ends. But also Tyler Croft, the tight end that he's been sharing time with, has been out for the last couple of weeks. But Ryan Griffin actually ran a decent amount of routes last week. He caught a few passes in a much tougher matchup. This week uh, against Houston, I think he could be someone that you'd possibly throw a dart at. Great DFS for D DK. Low-owned guy. He's not going to be on your radar. The other one's Farrell Brown. And I like Farrell Brown. I talked about Farrell Brown a long time ago. But Jordan Akins looks to be a healthy and active. He was splitting work, work with Jordan Akins. Now last week, we saw Farrell Brown out there by himself. That game was really weird. And I'm just going to bring up, you know, I got to bring this up because I, I got to do it because this is an interesting, interesting nugget about Farrell Brown. So last week they played, they didn't throw a lot. Remember that game was super weird against the Titans. They had three, three drives start in their own red zone. So it got real weird. Um, but Farrell Brown had, you know, three targets on limited, on limited snaps, but he ran 18 routes to 27 for Brandon Cooks. So maybe in a game where there might be a little more excitement, a little more pass volume in this Jets-Houston's game, um, you could figure out maybe Farrell Brown is a dart throw. Deep dive at quarterback. First one's Tyler Henneke against Seattle. In my matchup metric, Seattle's number one. So I'm going to I'm gonna actually fire up Tyler Henneke as a streamer this week. If you're the Patrick Mahomes owner, if you're the Kyler Murray slash Colt McCoy person who's been doing that whole thing, you might look at Tyler Henneke. Need someone deeper? I like Mac Jones against Tennessee. The Titans have lost it. They have They have – no tight, no linebackers. They cannot stop anybody. I mean, Houston Texans, that situation was bad. The Houston game, I would like to take with a grain of salt because they that defense was put in a bad situation in a rainy day. They were, I think, two drives were inside the own 10. It was insane. But Mac Jones against Tennessee, I think he can get it done. We've seen Mac Jones in plus matchups actually perform well for fantasy. So if you're looking for a deeper name, it's Mac Jones. Defensive streamers, the two obvious ones I think the most are the Bears against Detroit, Texans versus the Jets. I like those two this week. If you're looking kind of for oddball ones, the ones that maybe are off the beat, some guys that might be available, the Eagles against the Giants. The Eagles DST is getting it together. They're figuring out how to win. Um, they actually have performed very well the last few weeks. They're also creating turnovers and scoring touchdowns, which is insane. 
Giants, just a disaster. Freddie Kitchens, though, as a Giants fan, I listen, I have been a proponent of Freddie Kitchens being the offensive coordinator for a long time because if you guys ever watch, if you've been around me for a long time, you know about my videos I've made previously. I talk about the Earhart Perkins offense. Joe Judge, the New England Patriots run an Earhart Perkins scheme. Jason Garrett did not do that. They brought him in because they probably thought that was a smart decision. Freddie Kitchens comes from that scheme. I like continuity. Let's get it in there. Let's get the Earhart Perkins offense in there. It's going to take some time. Maybe if they don't fire Joe Judge, they can get Freddie Kitchens installed next year. So I do like that. But I think the Eagles are a good start this week. And the Browns versus Baltimore, completely out of the blue. We talk about these AFC North games all the time. This is more of a Hail Mary throw off the beat, maybe DFS. But not feeling the Browns as much. But they came up in my matchup metric as a decent option. Kickers. My Tier 1 kickers, of course, if you can get your hands on these two guys. Listen, Tyler Bass, Justin Tucker, you know, all those guys, we get it. You're not going to get those guys. But Nick Folk, if he's available, he's still available in about 30% of Yahoo Leagues. Get Nick Folk. He's going to be awesome this week. Greg Zerline coming off the COVID list in a bad game against Kansas City um, and back-to-back game, bad games for that Cowboys offense. Um, I mean, that bad game against Kansas City. Greg, Greg Zerline is an underrated play this week. Should bounce back. Tier 2 guys I like. Brandon McManus, Denver. Evan McPherson, Bengals. Zane Gonzalez, Panthers. Jake Elliott, the Eagles. And then Michael Badgley, the Colts. Michael Badgley earned that spot ahead of Rodrigo Blankenship. So ride the hot wave. So I like all those guys as well. So those are all our streamers for this week. Let me dive into some listener questions too because I appreciate you guys spending some time here um, as well. So first off, we Boston says start two, Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, T. Higgins, Marvin Jones. So I'm going to address this by my handy-dandy spreadsheet because that's what I do. Um, the first one is Brandon Cooks is in for me 100%. Uh, the Chargers get Denver. That's an average matchup. We got T. Higgins against Pittsburgh. I mean, that's been weird. Um, not going to do that one. So I'm out on Higgins and Marvin Jones, Jacksonville has Atlanta. I have this weird feeling about Marvin Jones this week, but I am not going to start him ahead of Mike Williams. So I'm going to go Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks this week. So those are my answers for you. We Boston appreciate the question. Make sure guys, listen, if you're listening on here, you play Fandle, you want to play Fandle, you want a chance to win a Jersey, join us on Sunday, guys. We'll get you set up for that. Scott, you're in the actual competition. We'll get you set up, man. Make sure you do that. Um, send us your jersey size, and you send us the jersey you want. We'll get you hooked up. Uh, start, Brandon Ayuk or Darnell Mooney. Mark, were you crazy SOB? Uh, these are two guys I'm high on this week. Um, I'm actually going to lean Brandon Ayuk. The matchup's just too good against the Minnesota Vikings. Jordan, what's up, buddy? What's up, gentlemen? Buck, he called you a gentleman. I'll let you know later. Half PPR flex, Ramajay Stevenson, Landry, Boyd, Jeff Wilson. You know, Elijah Mitchell should be back this week. Um, so I'm not, I, I don't think I'm going to start Jeff Wilson uh, in the game against Minnesota. But if Elijah Mitchell has to miss another, miss another game, I'm going to throw in Jeff Wilson out of this group. Um, that being said, Cincinnati's got Pittsburgh. That's not a bad matchup for Boyd in the slot. Um, Cleveland has got Baltimore. Let's see what Baltimore's at. So, uh, you know, I break this out by. Slot first wide. So when I'm looking at through this stuff, and Ramaji, listen, Ramaji is special. Yo, that guy, listen, I watched Ramaji last week against Atlanta. And on that game on Thursday, he is special. This kid is something. I actually sat him in two leagues 
that I needed to win in. And I was sweating it every time that guy touched the ball because he looks awesome. Awesome. So I love Ramaje. He's just going to be in very limited touches. Um, the matchup this week for New England is only average against Tennessee's run defense. But he's special. Oh, man. He's going to be awesome for Dynasty. I, I mean, I hope that he gets a legit shot one day. But I guess in this scenario, Cleveland's got Baltimore. I'm actually going to lean Tyler Boyd in this group. Believe it or not. Tyler Boyd, after all he's done to me. Boyd's hurt, though. Actually, Boyd is hurt. He's banged up. Baltimore, huh? Let's see. This one's taking long. I, I'm just trying to figure this out. Sorry. I'm, I'm talking through it on there. I'm trying my best here. Yeah, Baltimore is playing against Cleveland. And Cleveland has been good again. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm going to lean Landry. I know Boyd's got the knee issue. I'm not sure what's going on with that. So I'm going to actually go Landry. This is a bad decision. I know it is. But Jeff Wilson if Elijah Mitchell's out. And Landry if Mitchell is in. Okay. Let's jump down to the next one. Sorry, boys. This has been uh, – I have to think this stuff through. Let's teach. Got to trade. On the table for Kamara, Brandon Cooks, Ingram, and Kirk Cousins for McMullen, Miles Sanders, and Kyler. So I would rather have – so Kamara, listen, he's going to be out another week at the most. But he's going to be back after that. So it really comes down to you're getting the Kamara-Ingram pair with Kirk Cousins and Ingram for Sanders. I like Sanders and McLaurin. I'm going to take McLaurin, Miles Sanders, and Kyler Murray. That's the side of the Arthur. McLaurin, Miles Sanders, and Kyler Murray. I'm a believer in Miles Sanders way too much um, in that scenario. Let's see. Mark, one, two. Ayuk, Mooney, and Pittman. Still going to be Ayuk for me, Mark. I'm going to go there. Um, would you guys drop Sony Michelle pick up Zach Moss? I am going to drop Sony Michelle if I am not the Daryl Henderson owner. If you're the Daryl Henderson owner, you keep Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is one of the best handcuffs you can have in fantasy. But if you're not the Daryl Henderson owner, Sue J9K, I would pick up – I wouldn't even pick up Zach Moss. I mean, he is he's officially in a three-way timeway committee. There's probably better players you could pick up. But Sony Michelle, I would reach out to the Daryl Henderson owners. Say, hey, do you want to handcuff Sony uh, with Sony Michelle? Offer and see if you can get a better player off his bench um, so he can handcuff his his guy, Marvin, Marvin uh, Daryl Henderson. Uh, I'm going to do one more here, and then we're out of here. We boss, let's do one more. Um, pick one, PPR. Marvin Jones, T. Higgins, Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchell, Ty Johnson, or Javante Williams. Um, pick one. I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell here. That's easy for me if he plays. Um, if he is out, though, I am going to probably lean Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson versus the, um, versus the Houston Texans. But I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell first. Then Josh, and then I'm going to go with Ty Johnson. All right, folks, that's all we got for today. Listen, all our episodes are on the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by Bet Online AG. This is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure you're following us across the board, all everywhere, streaming platforms. Subscribe to our fantasy focused YouTube channel, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere we are. Make sure you're following us, guys. Give us a like, let, review, all that stuff. We really do appreciate it. Once again, make sure you're joining us Sunday live, every Sunday live, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We are now doing a jersey giveaway. That's right. Win a choice of your jersey. Beat us in FanDuel. That's right. All you got to do is sign up for FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy Focused, and we'll get you set up for the actual tournament. If you already have a FanDuel account, just set up at uh, this Venmo us at TCKPod, a $1 Venmo with your username. We'll get you into the tournament. 
On top of all that, if you just want to join us on Sunday Live, all of our donations go to 10% goes to Good Sports. So we donate 10% of all the donations from you guys go to Good Sports, a very good cause to help underprivileged communities, help youth kids uh, kids play sports. So that's a great cause. So make sure you join us. Once again, I'm Bobby Lamarco. Buck, shout out to all of the guys at the TCK and Fantasy Focus crew. We appreciate you. This is another episode down, guys. Good luck. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't do any of that stupid stuff. I know it's the day before Thanksgiving. Be safe out there. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. We're out of here, folks. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.